Your power to choose your direction of your life allows you to reinvent yourself, to change your future, and to powerfully influence the rest of creation. That is a quote by Stephen Covey. We all have to take stock of our lives and reinvent when necessary. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 13. This week's guest is Margot Levette. Margot is an author, speaker, and the podcast host of Her Business, Her Voice, Her Conversation. When most people are thinking about slowing down, Margot reinvented herself, and she is helping other women do the same. My conversation with Margot imparted wisdom and gave me great encouragement. I know you will feel the same after you listen to this powerful interview with Margot Levette. How are you today, Margot? Oh, I am so very happy to be here with you, Trina. And thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for taking time out and joining us. I am just so honored you are here with me today, and I have been researching you and I am loving your story. Mm. The fact that you, a black female woman in her sixties, you decided to reinvent yourself. Yes. Can you give us your story? Well, you know what? I'll put it in a nutshell. And I, We live in a time when a lot of people don't want to reveal their age and that type of thing. But yes, I was in my 60s, had worked uh, for a major corporation for 26 years. But something happened and a harassment thing came up and I reported it a couple of times. And it seemed as though nothing was done about it. And I looked around one day after a couple of months had gone by. I looked around one day and I thought, I can't do this anymore. And, um, you know, I wasn't really ready to quit or retire. Retirement was something that was I was thinking about, it, but I was going to give it a couple of more years. But that day I decided I can't do this anymore. I'm quitting. And quit I did. Um, took a year out to get my health back and to actually take care of my mother also during that time. But to take it on back even further for The last 15 years I had done terrestrial radio and internet radio, something that I just love. I love to talk. I love to communicate and uh, play good music. Oh, my goodness. I just love it. So my plan was to go ahead and turn my hobby into a business once I retired. So I had already created a business plan. But, you know, in in the minutia of everything that year after I quit, it was just up on the shelf. So one day it had yelled out to me, Margo, look at me. It's in a purple binder. And so I pulled it off the bookshelf and took a look at it. And long story short, I hired myself a coach, a strategist who is brilliant. 
And two years later, we have a really, really good, strong podcast and uh, three books. And as of today, I am 65 years old, really going to step up the speaking career. And I am one happy, situated lady. I guess that's Margo Levette in in a nutshell. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. And it's very amazing to me because you're where I'm striving to go. Mm-hmm. I love to speak as well. I like talking. And growing up, I was always told that I talk too much. Teachers would always complain. <laughs> so I love the speaking. And I decided to do the podcast back in September because I started to try to get myself out there as far as doing speaking engagements. And something just kept telling me to try doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I did. And I'm actually loving it. I, <laughs> I didn't think I would have this much fun. And I'm a one person show. So I do the podcast and I edit, but I am, I'm really loving it. So when I heard your story, I was like, oh my goodness, that's me. That's what I want to do. That's but what I have do. to ask you with, you know, this change, you know, as a mature woman and after 26 years on a job, how, how did you feel when you decided to make that move? When it happened, I uh, was really running for my life. I, I was really having some physical problems. And, uh, it, you know, and it, all of that stress really converted over to depression and, and anxiety that was really taking a toll on my, on my health. So it was a matter of survival at that time when I, I left. And it was so literally a a no brainer. But after, you know, after about a year and things started turning around, it was like, oh my God, what did I do? You know, but I I had faith. God just, I just had faith in what I love to do. And you say you were a talker in school. I was not always a talker in school. As a matter of fact, I was in the first grade two times. If my sister didn't stand at the chalkboard with me, I just couldn't grasp English and I couldn't grasp math. And it was, I, I just felt like the biggest dummy around but then things changed for me. And, and girl, once I started talking and getting curious and allowing myself, I gave myself permission, um, then things happened. And I guess that's why when it was time to leave uh, the company, I gave myself permission to take care of myself. And that's what I live by now. You have to give yourself permission to to do these things and, and they're bold and, and people don't always understand. And sometimes you may not understand, but uh, give yourself permission to move and to run and to skip and to, oh my God, I just, I just love reinventing myself and I love seeing others reinvent themselves also. I think you're, you're going through a reinvention process yourself, aren't you? I am. If I have many things I'm doing now, but I'm trying to get to the point, as I said, like you, where I can do my podcast and my speaking. I'm just at the beginning of it, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going through the steps. I'm paying my dues, but I so relate to just what you're saying that you're like, I'm, I was tired of being in corporate America and I wanted to reinvent myself. And at some point you have to look around and you say, this is all you know, that yes. is in store for me. Mm-hmm. And I find that 
I guess one of the things that made me really take my speaking and the podcast seriously is that I was sitting at my day job and going, there's got to be more. And I have a good job with a great company, but seven, I'm here in Houston. About eight, almost eight years ago, I moved across the country with my two kids. I'm a single mother and took this job. And several days after getting to the office, I started crying at my desk because mm-hmm. I said, oh my goodness, I, I can't believe I uprooted my children, changed my life. And this is not what I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. So I'm at that point now where I'm going, these are my passions. Just like you say, you turned your, your passion into your full-time job, your business. And I'm like, this is my passion. And I've attempted a couple other things, but they really weren't my passion. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I definitely would do whether I was getting paid for it or not. Yes, exactly. That that makes all the difference in the world where where it's settled like that. Of course, we have to, you know, and you have to build your your podcast out so that it does monetize and and um and helps take care of you, but when you have the blessing to be able to do what you love and and be able to serve others and get paid, oh my God, it just doesn't get any better than that. And the thing of serving each other, I, I listened to one of your uh, one of your shows. It was the last one of 2018, as a matter of fact, and I love the way you put it. Where especially women how we have to do business with each other and we have to connect with one another. We have to help each other. And I thought about what you were saying. And you know what, Trina, I have to say, I totally believe that that is the only way that we are going to be able to monetize our podcast, uh, sell our books. We're going to have to collaborate. We're going to have to come together. We're going to have to make sure that we do deals together. And you're in, I'm in Los Angeles and, and you're in Houston. Maybe somewhere uh, one day or another, we'll think of each other and we'll get together and, and do a, a webinar or something or do a live event. I, I really do believe that that's, that's where it's at for us women. We don't have to, I, you're a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. We, we are not a threat to each other. We are, we are people trying to get message out to a world of women and men who need our servants, but we're working to make sure that we get paid for what we do so that we can keep serving others. And it just doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree because as I said in in that episode you're referring to, men don't do the things that women do. Mm -mm. They will make business deals and they don't have to be best friends with another man. They know that, okay, this is something that's going to benefit me and it's going to benefit this person. So they work deals together and women, for some reason, I guess they're afraid that helping another woman is going to take from them. But I want to change that because I want to be the woman that helps the next woman get to the next level as well. We can help each other. It's it's not a competition. No, no. And you know what? If it's okay, I'd like to say that that's exactly exactly what uh, her business, her voice, her conversation 
is all about. It's all about being able to bring the experts on. I, I truly believe that that women who want to reinvent themselves, they want to become authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, with the right guidance and, and the right um the right strategist, whatever they need, it can happen. I did it. They can do the same thing. So if I know that a person is going to really help my audience as far as uh, make that transition, I'm definitely going to to bring them on. And that's what the show is all, all about. It's built up on making sure that that woman is able to get the tools that she needs so that she can build and grow and be successful, you know, because we, we start so many things and there are so many bumps in the road when, as women, we need to make sure that we are connected and we need to make sure that we are held accountable also. That's another thing that I, I, you know, I just truly believe we can't see, we can't get from A to Z without being consistently accountable to ourselves. And then that will translate to being what we're supposed to be to other people. So, yes, yes, absolutely. And I have listened, listened to your podcast and I, I love it. And I'm sad that I haven't, I didn't find out about it earlier because I was going, this is great. Just the, the women that you have had interviewing that I've never heard of before mm-hmm. and I'm listening to their stories and their businesses that they have. And all the while I'm listening and I'm going, okay, I didn't know about this or this is how they did it. And it, it just has been motivating me because I'm pretty sure you've come across some feelings like I have in the beginning. You go, well, you know what, is this really working? Is, am I going to go the way that I want to go? Am I going to be a success? What are the, the things I can do to just keep it moving to the next level without losing your desire and just listening and hearing other women and how they took whatever their talent may have been or their passion and they turned it into a business. Yes. That is just so inspirational to me. Yes, yes. And what I always bring each week, I'm just like you, have a weekly show. And it is my firm belief that we can talk about branding and marketing and image consulting and, and all of those types, all of those things. And if the audience doesn't hear the message from one woman, just keep listening because there's going to be somebody who's coming on and that it, their conversation is going to click and it's going to become clear. And I love the fact that women, the women that have been on my show, they are more than willing to leave a free gift so that they can connect with that woman and take that conversation even deeper, work with that person because we have to, we you know, we, we have these conversations, but we need to have more than a conversation. We have to implement some stuff. Let's get some stuff going so that so that we can change the world, so that we can change lives. We can change our own lives, you know, and, and, and reach out to others. And this type of thing is just so exciting. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. It is. It's very exciting. And I am just curious with your reinvention and the steps you took to reinvent yourself, what were some of your struggles that you went through and some of your successes and how did you get past them? How did you overcome them? 
the first struggle that I really, I really had to overcome was to understand that it's okay to say, I don't know how to do this and reach out, get help, put your money where your mouth is. I invested in, in a coach and he, he was not cheap and he was a hard liner. And I tell you what, I am so glad. Uh, you know, you can go online and you can uh, learn how to do this and you can do, learn how to do that. Google is everybody's friend. But to have somebody hold you accountable and make you not feel like a dummy because they don't expect you to know how to do this stuff. You just came from corporate that had nothing to do with where you're headed. But that was the main thing for me to understand that it's okay. You don't know how to do this, but you hire somebody to show you how to do it. Somebody who's done this already, someone who has this burning fire and, and, and they will hold your hand, get your confidence up, and they're going to build, put four legs on this, on this business because we're not going to treat it like it is a hobby. It is no longer a hobby. It is a business. The other thing, Trina, and people say, you got to be kidding me when, when they ask me about the things that I've got overcome. I had to really get out of my own head and decide that I want this person and that person and this person and that person to be a guest on my show. Now, I have, I have a, um, how can I say this? I, in my book, I tell everybody, I, I have an associate's and I just barely got that because I majored in growing an afro and smoking a whole <laughs> lot of pot. <laughs> so for me to come on and say, hey, I am bold enough to go after so many brilliant women who have doctorates, double doctorates, and they just really pour out and feed the audience. I, it, it took me a moment to say, you know what? It's okay. You go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask those women to be on your show. And Trina, let me tell you, once I crossed that hurdle, and it didn't take me long because of my strategist, I found that women just want to help. They just want to wow. tell their story. It doesn't matter if they have double doctorate, um, esquires, accountants, uh, oh my goodness, actresses. I've had some actresses on, some uh, song stylists, people who have paid their dues, traveled the globe. I, I, I always tell people, hey, I have invested heavily in myself, but I haven't invested as much as these folks have. And they come onto the show and we just have the best conversation. So the takeaway on all of this is hire the best coach, the best strategist that you can, and just ask people to, for what you need, really and truly. And if, you, if somebody says no, don't take it personally. It's, there's there's mm -hmm. nothing personal. Just ask. People are just waiting to be asked. That's all. Wow. Now, is there, do you have a a formula for asking if there are certain ways you should ask do i mean how do how you go do you go about asking is it an email or you wait till you see cross this person's path what's the best way to to do that 
What I like to do is have a phone conversation. I hey, I take it back old school that that way. Mm-hmm. Just to, and I I I do a lot of research, especially LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, and go to a person's website, that type of thing. I first my first thought is my avatar. My who am I mm-hmm. creating this show, who I created the show for and what value is this person going to bring to the listener? Okay, once that's established, then, hey, I'll just send an email. If they have a chance to, for us to do a, a phone chat, I'm there for that. Uh, but I actually have just gone ahead and done research, put it out there where you be on my show, uh, give a link uh, to everything so that they can research me. And, hey, that has, that has brought uh, quite a few folks onto the show. It really, really has. So asking uh, by way of phone and conversation and, you know, building that relationship because we, we still have to be mindful that relationships really, really take us to the finish line. But when there's no time and, and you really, really want that person, hey, I'll send an email, take it from there, you know, make myself very accessible to them in case they're feeling like, hey, I need to vet this person a, a little bit further, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I'm like you. I always advocate before you come to onto the show, listen to a couple episodes. Make sure that the way uh, I interview people and make people feel is the way that you want to be handled, the way that you want to be treated. Does does my style and, uh, and where I go with everything as far as reinforcing goes is that is that going to speak to your target market because my hope is that you're going to go ahead and take this show and put it on in your newsletter and it's going you're going to chop it up and repurpose it so I, I never want it to be a as they say a one hit wonder I wanted to serve you and serve you greatly so wow that's wow that's amazing I just Learn you imparted a lot of wisdom on me right there. Um, and as you know, you listen to Trina talk. My podcast is about inspiring women. Yes. And that's what I want. I want to use my voice and other women's voices to inspire other women. And I know your, your business that you have, you help other women reinvent mm-hmm. themselves. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that and how you do that. It really begins, it's the, the it's hinged greatly up on the podcast itself, because I believe that when we infuse information and make it available to people, which is what, which what's make, making this whole thing of podcasts so wonderful, it's always on demand. When we infuse people with information that they can take as much as they want or as little as they want when they want it. That's where I begin. That's why I I just really pour over who's going to be on the show. And a lot of people say, hey, I'd like to be on your show. And I'm I'm very protective of the audience. And I don't just say, oh, yeah, great, great, great. I like to make sure that it is a good fit because I know that in the midnight hour, somebody's going to listen. Somebody's going to listen in Africa. Somebody's going to listen in Spain. Somebody's going to listen in Washington, D.C. or good old Dubai. So I want to make sure that whatever they're listening to resonates with my message, reinventing yourself. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So um, I, I, I think that I need to really, really 
do more live events, more speaking Mm -hmm. events. Now that I have the books out, uh, I've done speaking, but I really want to get the legs on the podcast. And now that it is up and the numbers are good and strong, we are with Verke Radio, which is the network that's connected to iHeartRadio. And we're, our, we've always been in the top five on that network. And they have uh, over, well over a million downloads and streams. So I wanted to make sure that I got that good and strong and tight. Now I, we're there. I really want to do more speaking and tell people about showing up and stepping up and, and speaking up. Those three things, if you do those three things, you can reinvent yourself. And it all begins with, with you and, and linking yourself to your why. So I really need to go ahead and do more podcast interviews. And I need to put myself out there and, and start speaking. Uh, then I, that I will move the needle further than I have in the, in the last two years. But uh, I, I thank God for the show. I really, I have, I'm like you, Trina. I've learned so much. Oh my God. I have learned a lot and moderate. Yeah. You make changes, you listen, you make changes, you learn, you grow, you modify yourself along the way. And it's just the beautiful, beautiful thing. It is. I mean, and your podcast is her business, her voice, and her conversation. Mm-hmm. And yes. that is a great title because that's, I mean, it, it says it all. Mm-hmm. It says it all. And I thought, wow, that is, that's really a great title for this podcast because that's what you're doing. It, you're, you're speaking to other women and it's a conversation and they're telling their story. Yes. And I, I love it. Now, you say you need to get out and do more speaking. Now, do you do any kind of coaching? Is, do you do that as part of your business? Well, you know what? That's something that my strategist and I have spoken about. I was re- I'm not going to tell a lot. I was very reluctant to take on the term of, of a consultant because, you, you know, Trina, you know how hardball some women can be hard to deal with. Hard. Oh, I just, I didn't want to deal with that. But I'm in a place now where um, I'm going to step out and actually become a consultant for other women who want to launch their podcast because we do have stories. We do, we have products that, you know, we, why would we hire somebody else to talk about our product? How we how we are the uh, bright shining light for somebody else. Why can't people hear us talk about what we do, what we're good at in our own voice? So that's something, you know, it's something that in March I'm going to launch. I'm getting that together now and actually show women how to launch their podcast and handhold them from conception up to the first three shows that you have to have so that you can, you know, you can end up there on iTunes. So I will take on that consultant hat because podcasting is something that I truly love. I see the power of it. And as as far as black women go, you know, we're still in the minority in this thing. And mm-hmm. we may as well jump on in. I mean, the the water and the timing is right. And um, I, I just feel it all in my spirit. Now's the time to, to do that. And there's, a, oh my God, there's a million different ways that you can produce a podcast, but I just want to keep it simple so that it's not 
uh, super techie and let's just do this thing, you know? So that's where I'm headed. Just call me coach uh, podcaster, (laughs) consultant (laughs) podcaster. I'll wear that one gladly, but I'm going to only take on, you know, a few women at a time because I want them to have my undivided attention so I can pour into them. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we'll go ahead and teach people how to do this stuff in a month. Myself, I think that you need about three months of, of, working with a person so that mm-hmm. once, yeah, you can wash and rinse. Okay. You're up on <laughs> iTunes now. So now you can go ahead and start it. You can do it again because I'm telling you after I went through what I went through at that company, the major corporation, when I came out, my confidence was shot. My health was shot and it took me a, a year to actually get my confidence back to even start recording the shows on my own. So I understand how scary something like that can be. So I'm not trying to tell a person, well, you know, Margo's starting up this 30-day flash in the pan, uh, I'll have you podcasting in a minute type of thing. No, (laughs) you know, people need about three months. And and what are your thoughts on that? I, I think three months is, and I'm just kind of putting it out there, building it up with a, a three minute, three months so that you feel comfortable, confident, uh, and, and you're, you're out there, your stuff is published. What, what are your thoughts on that, Trina? I, I agree. I'm about three, four months in, probably four or so. And I'm just now getting to the point where I feel very comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I have my routine that I go through and I'm not scared to get on the microphone. Yeah. So I, I totally agree. I think three months is a good sweet spot for someone starting out and for them to get their own legs and, and, and get out there and baby walk. I think that's good. Yeah. Something about uh, getting on that mic. I, and I have to laugh. Every <laughs> time I think of it, girl, when I was doing terrestrial radio, I got sick one day. <laughs> And uh, I had a friend come in and he's a quite a talker. You know, I had a couple of them because I, my mind said, I don't know that Gabe's going to be able to pull this off all together. He was just a talking and going on. And once I, I heard, once he got behind that mic, his eyes got big <laughs> and he just kind of froze. He, it took him a minute to have to fall out, you know, to really just, it was like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. The person that was telling me about that, I laugh about that. And there's about, oh my goodness, that was a long time ago, but I'll never forget it. He said, oh, he's just talking and he's got the script and he's all set, ready to roll. But something about once, he was okay once he got the headphones on, but he's turned around and he really, oh, this is really it. I'm in front of the mic. He just froze, said his <laughs> eyes got big and he just couldn't carry on. He had to collect himself, <laughs> you know, so. Oh my it takes a moment to really, because you know what, Trina, a lot of people have told me I don't like my voice and yada, yada, yada. But you know what I found is like your voice or not, if you have a story, and most of us do, then and, and podcasting is where you are headed, then you have to get past that. And that's where a, a strategist or a mentor will, will help you get past that. Well, you don't like your voice, but that's okay. We'll work around that. And But let's concentrate on you getting your story out there. That's the main thing. So, you know. 
That's, I just thought I'd Absolutely. give that story because this was a man, you know, I mean, a grown man who just, <laughs> man. <laughs> and, and you were in broadcasting for a while, for what, 15 years? You did it as a hobby. Before you decided mm-hmm. as a hobby, but you, you enjoyed. Now, I've always wanted to know because when you listen to DJs, they just have that voice or, or you listen to um newscasters they have that voice now do you have to go to like a school to get that voice and that's the only way i can um explain it is that voice yeah is there a school for that i you know there are are warm-up exercises that you can use and there's different ways that you can project a lot of people say stand up so that you you know affect your breathing and that type of thing personally speaking i think that you are just born with that voice or there are different mics that you can that can help uh you know so there's some techniques that you can can uh use employ to help you get it but i i think that that voice you're born with it i i true that's what i have found get yourself the best mic and position mm-hmm. yourself the best way that you can if sitting down uh messes with your diaphragm and you can't really project the way you want to when you're podcasting <clears throat> excuse me stand up it's okay it, it it's it's really okay so a person finds out what works for them and and then you just and what mic works for them and then you just go on go on from there that's what i i that's what i've had found you know wow so you spoke about how after you left your your corporate job it took you a while to get your confidence back how did you do that how did you get your confidence back consistency i was dedicated to I, I, it's like I fell back in love with podcasting and I wanted to do this so badly until I just, I, I had to keep stepping and stepping and stepping. So when you are consistent with something and you have fire in your belly, uh, you just, you get your confidence back. And like I say, I, the people, the heavy hitters that I was approaching, uh, and I call them heavy hitters because of academia and the people that they've sojourned with, um, I only had one person say no to me in the two years. And I'm so grateful for that, you know, because that might have, that mm-hmm. probably would have shook me. But um, as it was explained to me, they probably just weren't ready to do what they said that they were ready to do. And I accepted that. I did. But Mm -hmm. consistency and the passion to want to do this, uh, that, that, that really fed my confidence and, and to understand that this is, this is my life work to help women Mm -hmm. reinvent themselves. So if I stay small and uh, afraid and muzzled, then I was not able to live up to what I was, what I'm born to do. So, you know, you just take baby steps and then you take a big leap and then you start running, but you always keep your feet on the ground so that you can hear what's going on. You never want to get so big headed or so I know it all until um, a strategist can't talk to you or you can't listen to your guest because I think that uh, I think that our guests are really gifts not only to our audience but they are gifts to us because they bring so much 
And when we are able to make them feel so very comfortable that they just, it's like we're just at a Starbucks and sharing coffee and those little uh, petite vanilla scones and we're just (laughs) laughing it up and chatting it up. That's, you know, that is priceless. And when we hear each other, we see each other, that man, that is so priceless. I love it. You know? Oh, I, I mean, I do too. And I just hear the passion in your voice. And I feel the same way. When did you know, or did you know, before you decided to reinvent yourself, did you know that this was your passion? Well, you know what? I tell you what, I, after, a, I too am a single, let me take it back. I too am a single uh, mother, my daughter's dad, and I, we never married. And he mm-hmm. didn't think that it was uh, up to him to send any child support or anything. So um, I had to always chase the money and mm-hmm. forget about what made me happy, what made me feel alive. And when my sister and I stumbled up, on this thing of podcasting, it was like, jeez, I just, I just like this. Now my sister, she said, mm, I don't, I don't care about this. After <laughs> six months, she was, <laughs> she stopped. You know, we were going to a school in Hollywood and learning everything. And hey, I just, I just every Saturday I was on the one hundred and one going to class. I didn't care, you know. But um, mm-hmm. I can't. I think that I was so busy trying to make sure that I kept a roof over our head, a running car, a food on the table until I was just taking this job and that job and doing this and doing that. And I really never thought about what made me happy until podcasting. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, my sister and I, we were part of a poetry performance poetry group. And that was that was a lot of fun. That kept the journalism part of me alive, the writing part of me alive. But um, mm-hmm. it was in small increments what made me happy and what filled my passion plate. You know. Wow, um, I can totally agree. And I think because I'm 47, I think I came to that point a couple years ago where. I finally said, you know what? I've been doing everything for money to keep a roof over our heads, to keep the bills paid, things like that. I'm at a point where I want passion. I want to fulfill my destiny. And that's how this really started evolving for me. And like you said, I'm, I'm loving it. It It is. is. I, I never thought that I would enjoy it the way that I have. Uh huh. Uh huh. That is so good. That is so cool. And you know what? At 47, you deserve this. You deserve this. Kudos to you being a single parent and doing all of those things that that have to be done. Not always want to be done, but have to be done. So girl, buckle up and have a good time on this ride. You know, you deserve it. Yes, thank you. Now, who has influenced you in your life? Because you sound like you have always been pretty confident, whereas I had to work and grow into self-esteem and self-confidence. It seems like you've always had that. (laughs) No, when you read my book, you'll find out, hey, uh, uh, not always, not not always. I was uh, considered the slow one of my uh, sisters and brothers, born super early. I always tell people, I think that I was 
always curious though, because I was supposed to have been born in January and I came out in November, super small. Uh, just, yeah, honey, back in those days, it was almost like a death sentence. You know, I mean, to, to the mortality rate for a, a baby born that early and that small, you almost just couldn't make it. But I made it, <laughs> you know. Uh, and and the way my parents treat would treat me, uh, because things did, learning came very hard for me. I think that uh, that affected my, that played a big part on my self-confidence. What really turned that self-confidence thing around was in high school when I learned how to play the violin. And I, honey, I was stellar. If I couldn't be first chair, I no law, never pass second chair. Competitive up the wazoo. I scared myself, Trina. I tell you what, but that brought up my confidence. And then I started writing, uh, writing for the school newspaper. And it was just like, wow, that fueled my confidence. But who was really just, just these days, really, really made me confident. And I, I, I study what they do is my strategist, Brother Bedford. I listened to him. I study what he does, how he does things. Um, I feel as though he's light years ahead of me, and I, but I, I study him, and he is up under the mentorship of Dr. George Frazier, uh, uh, Mr. Benny Randall, who is the head of Bashani Radio and Verke Radio, amazing gentleman who influences me as far as, girl, get your money, you know? Uh, so there are people that just keep pulling at my insights. Oh my God, Michelle Obama, girl, have you read mm-hmm. her new? Ooh. I have it. Yes. Jeez. So when you put, you know, you, I think first of all, you have to put yourself in the race and keep yourself in the race. And, and when you're, when you know that you're going to do something, you, these people who can influence you and do influence you, you will, your paths will cross or their books will come into your life or their, their, their sayings, something will cross and and pique your interest and keep you going. And uh, those three, those three folks, oh my God, Michelle Obama and uh, Mr. Benny Randall and of course, Brother Bedford, they're high on my list these days, really and truly, because they're movers and shakers. They're doing it. They're not people who are just talking about it. And every year you can chart difference and change in their, in their lives. And they're so personable. You know, I've never met Michelle Obama, Mm -hmm. but just from reading her book and looking at the different Mm -hmm. news clips and things, personable, very personal. Yes. Wow. Well, as we're kind of winding up here, what is your one takeaway? that you would leave with the listeners? When it comes to reinventing yourself, and I'm talking, and there's all kinds of reinvention, and I talk about reinventing yourself to become an author, a speaker, an entrepreneur. The one takeaway is, and I don't care if you are 30 or if you are 80, get yourself a mentor. I'm serious about that because we waste so much time and talent and money. You know, we really, really do. If you can't get a mentor, there are uh, 
masterminds that you can that you can that you can become a part of but link yourself with somebody who's going to make you accountable you have to stay consistent and you have to you have to be accountable because when we when we're in this reinvention thing we're in it to go from a to z and all in between everything stuff happens so you need to you need to make sure that you have skin in the game when you hire a mentor uh you have skin in, in the game when you hire a publicist you have skin in the game when you hire somebody to help you get your book out there you have skin in the game so um get with people that are going to hold you accountable and be careful i always tell people be very careful take your time and and vet that person you know do some homework, some research, but I always tell people, Hey honey, at, at when I turned 60, I didn't have any time to be uh, fooling around. I think I know how to do this. It didn't matter that I had been doing it for a long time. It was a totally different ball game. You know, it was totally different world. And I had, I had taken off the, put the mic in the, uh, put the mic down, the headphones off. I hadn't done anything for a year before I quit corporate. So, you know, it's okay that you don't know. Hire somebody who does, and then you will know. So that's the takeaway, Trina. <laughs> I agree. Now, you know what? I forgot to ask you about your, you know, being an author and a speaker. And you say you did all of this stuff within a year. How does that happen? Well, you know what? Once again, with the, it, there's the structuring of how things ought to be done. And when I started the podcast, my um, strategist says, okay, her business, her voice, her conversation. You have people coming on and they know who the, guest, the audience knows who the guests are. Who knows who Margo Levette is? He's, he said, you have to do a book. So that was like, mm-hmm. okay, we have to do that right away. So go ahead and swallow everything and come up with her business, her voice, her reinvention, how I went from game show hopping to international talk show host and author and speaker in one year. And I found out when I put the book out, a lot of uh, clubs that I belong to, they wanted me to speak. How did you do this? So that's where the speaking thing came in. Of course, the talk show was taking off and here we are with the book. And then the following year, another book. And the year after that, well, actually two books in one year. But, you know, you start with one and boom, you run from there. Wow. So you can honestly say your gifts have made room for you. Yes. Yes. And I keep seeing how the Lord is enlarging that territory, the prayer of Jabez. You know, sometimes I don't even know what to ask for except expand my territory so I can reach Mm. more people. That's why I say I I have to step into this thing of speaking uh, on webinars or or live and doing more podcast interviews because um, that's an enlarging of the territory that that's already mine. I just have to go and take it. I just, I have to do that this year. And I am, (laughs) I am. Oh, I believe it. And I'm right. I'm right there behind you. We're going to be taking it in 2019. Yes, yes, yes. That's for sure. Now, how I like to end is I ask three questions, 10 questions. I'm sorry. And I kind of modeled this after James Lipton in the actor studio. Are you familiar with him? Yes. Yes, indeed. So if you recall at the end, how he would always ask the actors a series of questions. So 
I'm doing something similar to that because I loved how he did that. So mm-hmm. are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Who or what motivates you? My passion, my gut, the results that I've seen from what I do, that motivates me greatly. Yes. Okay. What demotivates you? Hmm. Oh, boy. I think what demotivates me, and I, Lord knows I'm not throwing any stones at anybody, but it's when my family members really just don't get what I do because you know, you're building a business and that does not generate the kind of money that uh, it does not, has not generated the kind of money I made in corporate yet. So uh, I get these things of, you sure you're supposed to do that? And uh, I didn't, I didn't know that you were working. Uh, That's what you call working. I went to Europe last year with family members and everybody was sitting around the airport and uh, quite a few said, oh, I got to get ready, go back to work. And somebody says, well, Marco doesn't, have to go back to work and my face just fell because I thought, <laughs> what do you think that I do? What have I been doing all this time? That tells me that you don't even listen, you don't even listen to the show. So I, I, I shrugged it off and it's okay. But that demotivates me and I, I have to shrug it off and just say, hey, that's no harm, no foul. That's just how they view what I do. And it's okay with if that it's just the way that it is. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Oh, wow. Ooh, wee. Mm. I think going back to what happened to me in corporate and that one phone call that I got that really uh, triggered a whole lot of hurt whole lot of pain, whole lot of bad memories. And the fact that it was not handled, um, I, it worked out for my good because it, it forced me to quit. And uh, it forced me to really be able to take a good look at what I do today. So I'll, they'll never be able to tell me that uh, they dismissed it for my good. They, they could have done something about it, uh, but they didn't. So I always, I, I'll always say it was for my bad, but it turned out for my good. That's mm. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Wow. What is your fear? Mm. My fear is to not be successful. So I'm always pushing. And, and then some people will say, well, what, how do you measure success? My measure of success is going forward. I've taken a, another mile each year. A lot has happened in one year. So we're starting another year. And, this, and what we say we're going to do, we do it. Or we're, we're right there. And I'm always trying to exceed what's on the vision board. So that's not being successful. And that's my measure of success. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> wish I had done something and I didn't. 
Oh, Trina, that's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I wish that I really had of buckled down and went back for uh, at least to get a bachelor's in communication uh, because I'm so fascinated by body language and how we communicate with each other, especially in in the way the world is moving now. I am fascinated by that. So, you know, I wish that I had have done that sometimes, but that's that's what comes to mind right now. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had not done something? Oh, boy. I am a single woman, and let me tell you, there are a whole lot of dates I went on. <laughs> oh, my God. I have met some real doozies in my life. Oh. Girl, mm. I, and I don't know why that's coming to mind. It has nothing to do with reinventing myself, but then again, it does. Some things I learned, some people I'm not going to deal with. I'm not going to look your way. Don't look my way either, you know? <laughs> so, I, honey, I had dinner with some folks that I just should have just stayed at home. <laughs> oh, my God. I know that one too. <laughs> at least say we can amen laugh. on that one. Girl, at least we can laugh about it now, you know? Exactly. Okay, so you gave me your measure of success. What is your definition of success? Is it different? I think is it's knowing that my definition of success is knowing that I am clear on what I'm supposed to do and I'm doing it. You know, even if it if it is called by another title, like it started out podcasting. And this year it's taking on the legs of becoming a, a all out speaker. Uh, As long as I am clear and it is still speaking to women, being able to help women reinvent themselves, then that's my definition of, of being successful. Okay. How do you recharge? Oh boy. I pray, I, you know, I I pray and I stay, I have learned to stay in a state of gratitude. You know, don't, don't take on, what is that? Ease on down the road. Don't you carry nothing that might be a load (laughs) girl. That's my, that's my song. That's my jam because um, I've had to recharge and it is, it's a, a, a heck of a thing. And, and if I can speak to that, when a person has to really recharge and they can't do it on their own, get yourself some help. I'm talking about some of us need professional help. When I came out of corporate, I needed professional help. Uh, so do that for yourself so that you can get those tools and, and some things you will never have to go through again, at least not to that level that you sought your help on. But for now, my grandson, oh my God. Uh, my grandson, uh, my daughter's dog, Chloe, she's a mess. Um, I, I'm getting really back into reading the way I used to, and a good read on how to uh, helps me recharge. And girl, I have fallen in love with walking. It's like, shoot, I don't need a pep talk. I love that app, pep talk. And I'll, I'll go ahead and put that on and just walk and 
Woo, life is good. I and love it too. I love walking. Yes. Okay, what are you awesome at? You know what? Can I, I, I is that a for real question? Can I, can I really yes. just go, girl, if I must say, I'll give a stone cold, really good interview. And you know why? Because it's no longer about Margo. It's all about that person that I'm talking to. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to feel complete. I don't want you to feel threatened. I want you to have a clear understanding about why we are having this conversation and we're on the same wavelength. And I want you to just be able to pour out. And thus far, so far, so good. That's why I, I listen to Larry King and I, I am studying to be the best communicator that I can be because I, I deem this to be a gift and I don't take it for granted. But when you do something and you're able to do it again and do it again and you get you have people who who compliment you on it, you're not even digging for a compliment and you yourself feel that synergy and energy and you you know when you hit that sweet spot. I think I, I know that uh, I'm walking in my blessing as far as being able to really give a good interview for a person. When they sign up, they're going to walk away with uh, feeling really, really good. You're positioned to be the expert that you are. Well, I do so good with this interview you're doing for me. Um, so our last question is, what legacy do you want to leave? I want my grandson to know that you don't have to play sports, play sports. I know that his parents take him, you know, he's, he's learning how to play football and all that stuff. And I, God knows I am not against a, a young man playing sports, even aspiring for that. But I want him to know that if something pulls at your heart and you do have a gifting in you, I want him to know that that gifting that is inside of you, that passion that is inside of you, pay attention to it. And if it's if it takes you off the beaten path and you it takes you into becoming an entrepreneur, do it, do it. You know, just go there and and own it. And just do it. You don't have to go to corporate. You don't have to work at McDonald's. You don't have to do anything except get all the way into that passion and, and, and just do it. I want that. That's my legacy. I want and a long, uh, many years of my grandma did this. You know, my, my grandma did it. I can too. That's the legacy. Wow. That is awesome. So before we go, can you tell the listeners where they can contact you? Mm. I always tell people to go to herbusinesshervoice.com because uh, that's where I, I'm selling the book. And it's a landing page because a lot of people still don't know about the book. But at the very bottom, I want people to please give me your name and your email. I know a lot of people abuse that. I promise not to ever sell it, trade it, or anything of the kind, because I want to connect with you so that I can get my newsletter over to you. And it, I have a free gift. Is, is that okay? Can we talk about that? 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. For everybody who goes over to herbusinessherbusiness.com, go down all the way to the end of the page to the far right, sign up, uh, give me your name and your email address. What I'm doing now is because I know that accountability is so strong. When you do that, I will send you the first five pages of my journal. It's something that's a work in, in progress. progress. The first five uh, pages of my journal a manifestation, um, reinvention manifesto. And it's where we give ourselves permission to do a myriad of different things than every month. I want this, I'm turning this into a subscription type of thing, but the first five chapters are going out to you free so that you can get a flavor for it so that you can, can journal. Also, you give yourself permission to the, be the best person that you can be in 2019, no matter what, or I give myself permission. We always start out with I give myself permission. So on one sheet, I talk about what I give myself permission to do, and there's always a graphic. And then on the other side, I want you to go ahead and journal and date the day that you declared and decreed. I give myself permission to just uh, skip down the, down the side of the street if I want to. I give myself permission to be courageous and confident and, and do everything that I, I am, am supposed to do. Those things that we say that we are going to do, but we have to give ourselves permission to do them so that when we get fearful, we can look back at our, at our journal and say, hey, on this day, I said I was going to do this and I'm doing it. So that's the free gift. That's- Wow, that is that's awesome. I'm gonna go sign up because that's what I I need to do. Okay, I need to do that as well. Well, Margot, I thank you for your time and all of the great gems that you have imparted on me. And I know you will inspire my listeners. And hopefully, we'll meet. And like I said, maybe we can collaborate on something, a webinar, or. Maybe we can go out and speak together, but I really thank you for um, doing this interview for me. Well, Trina, I thank you for this opportunity. You have a marvelous platform and uh, message. So thank you, thank you, thank you a billion times. Again, I want to say thank you to Margo for such a wonderful interview. I know you enjoyed the interview just as much as I did. So until next week, take care and be blessed. If you're looking for a speaker for your live event or conference, go to my website and read my bio and contact me at bit.ly forward slash booktrina. I hope you have a great week. Until then, remember, if you change your mindset, you'll change your life. Keep striving. Success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.